0: Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. It's another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined with my good friend and co-host, Mark Gunnels. Mark, you're doing better than I am this week. I tell you that. Week two. Woo. It's a good thing I don't do this for a living or anything.
1: Hey, at least you're not Eddie. I mean, he was like 113 and one, I saw
0: in the email. (laughs) Which is impressive, honestly. That's one of those that's like you got to question your entire your, your entire being at that point. You know, five, nine, and one, like your boy did in week two, not great. 13, 16, and one overall, not great. But at least at five and nine, you can look at a few things here. You know, if only if only. If only uh, Mac Jones didn't throw that interception, you know, if only Matt Gay or not Brett, Matt Gay, Brett Meyer missed that field goal, you know, you, you, you can look your way in to 500 at five and nine, you can still feel good about it. But at one 13 and one, there's literally nothing you can do. You have to question next week, if you should just take the opposite of what you think for everything, because that might be what 13, one and one.
1: Did you get burned or did you benefit from Sean McVay kicking that field
0: goal? I got burned. Got burned.
1: <laughs> that was crazy, man. That was crazy.
0: I got burned by that. And it was like, but I also didn't at any point think that this was some big Vegas conspiracy. Like, I know how it played out. And I know everybody was tweeting. that's why I just played player props. And you know what? Depending on the way that teams are just, our books are just refunding props that people get hurt. Maybe that is the play from going forward. Like, but it made sense to me when he kicked the field goal, even though time was running out. Like, yeah, Brett Maher, who just famously, everybody knows his name because Jerry Jones was pumping him up on the sideline before the divisional round saying, if you miss extra points, I'll cut you. And guess what? He missed extra points. And then he went one for three in week one. So you want to get this guy as many game kicks as possible. But it definitely burned me when he did, when it when he decided to kick that field goal.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think you're being a lot more sensible out there than most people because um it, it looked like I don't know, Sean McVay may have, have a may have a couple of bookies out there, you know, under the table. I don't I don't know. It was a little questionable, to say
0: the least. Well, if it's anything I know, I know I'm more sensible than a lot of people. <laughs> I I just look on Twitter and see that.
1: It's X, man. It's X.
0: Whatever, dude. I want to do good vibes, bad vibes, and ugly vibes again. I'll start it out with my good vibes. My good vibes here in Washington, D.C. right now, bro. Eric B. Enemies opening up the offense. Sam Howell is looking like the first rounder they said he was three years ago. Instead of the fifth rounder, he ended up being Ron Rivera. He may not be watching practice, but who knows? Eric Bieniemy sure seems to be because that offense has been humming through two games and hold on for a win against uh, the Broncos on a last second Hail Mary failed two-point conversion from Russell Wilson. The vibes are higher in Washington than they have been in 15 years.
1: That's a good one, man. You know, shout out to my guy, EB. I'm rooting for him. Obviously, former Kansas City offensive coordinator. I think he's going to eventually be the head coach there. When a river river boat is ready to give it up in D.C., the offense is looking good. Sam Howell's looking like he may be a thing there. But my good vibes, I'm going to South Beach, baby. Mike McDaniel running from the cameras. 2-0, big time win in New England. I knew that was going to be a lot closer than people probably expected there. You mentioned the Mac Jones interception. Maybe things a little different. Big man was an inch short from getting the first down there as well, so it could have got a little spicy there. But they're two and zero, Tua right now is tied for the favorite depending on the books right now. But he's one of the top favorites for MVP. Uh, Tyreek kills looking like he's on pace to get two thousand yards again. So I think the vibes are really good in South Beach, baby.
0: I would just say this: bet Tua for comeback player of the year. Watch. Everybody says Demar Hamlin's got it locked up. Well, well you know what Demar Hamlin doesn't have play. locked up? Playing time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, I, I said it. I said it three weeks ago. I'm like three, minus three fifty. Is the books telling you it's not going to be Demar Hamlin? But they will take all the donations. And everybody's like, "What do you mean he's got it locked up?" Well, you know, he's got me and him got the same amount of playing time this year. Um, <laughs> my bad vibes. My bad vibes are in Pittsburgh. Get the win against Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. But, however, you're scoring less than 10 points a game. You have 12 first downs in two games. Kenny Pickett looks like he may be blind. And Matt Canada also joining him at the School of the Blind. It looks terrible. And in some of the offensive concepts, just all bad. One offensive touchdown in both games. And the one that happened against Cleveland, that was a George Pickens thing. He's incredible, but Steelers offense, not so much.
1: Yeah, I'm sticking in the AFC North with my bad vibes, and I'm going to Cincinnati. I mean, 0-2 for the second year in a row, but this one feels a little bit different. Joe Burrow's cap injury, I I thought they rushed him back. He didn't look right from week one. Uh, You should have probably sat him. Jamar Chase even suggested that. Now you're still 0-2 with him. And you really can't afford to sit him at this point because now if if you do, you're pretty much punting on the season. So, And you got Monday night against the Rams coming up, who look a lot better than people expected before the year. So, yeah, man, Cincinnati 0-2. I think people are just kind of letting them off the hook because they did start off 0-2 last year and they figured it out. But, hey, this is not a good place to be every single year starting 0-2, man. So bad vibes are definitely in Cincinnati, Ohio right now.
0: I'm not gonna lie, they were a candidate for ugly vibes for me because they don't qualify for bad. It's worse than bad, but it ain't nearly as ugly as it is at 1920 Football Drive in Chicago, Illinois right now. Because goodness gracious, Justin Fields coming out saying, "Hey, listen, I was good at quarterback until these jerks started coaching me." <laughs> more or less, like, like that's not a direct quote, but that was the vibe. And you, I mean. I, my for you page on X is now full of people breaking down other people's film breakdowns of the Chicago Bears offense and it's like you can even tell people who are trying to be diplomatic here are like yo know, this ain't it apparently Garrett I heard a rumor that Garrett Wilson's trying to get him to get <laughs> trying to get the Jets to trade for Justin Fields but everybody wants out of Chicago it looks ugly right there and this is a guy who his entire career prior to reaching the NFL was one step below Trevor Lawrence in just about every single evaluation until it got to the NFL draft.
1: Yeah, my ugly vibes are actually staying out here in LA with the Chargers. 0-2 start, and this team reinvents themselves. Finding new ways to lose every single year is actually amazing. It's really incredible. You know, you're, you got a defensive guru, apparently, as head coach, and they still can't stop a nosebleed. They actually made the Tennessee Titans offense look functional this past weekend after Tannehill threw three picks in week one against your New Orleans Saints. And now you're going to Minnesota 2 own two teams that made the playoffs last year and basically an elimination game. If you go on three, your season's over with. So, uh, feel bad for Justin Herbert man i think he's still a top 5 talent in the lead a quarterback but i think this team is just snake bitten this franchise is just cursed i don't know what needs to happen there no matter who puts on that jersey they just find ways to lose every single week so brandon staley i can't believe really the head coach how many coaches you know that were considered on the hot seat can blow 27 up the lead in the playoff game and doesn't get fired
0: yeah chargers Listen. ugly vibes it's remarkable. I I just never bought into Brandon Staley as this grand defensive mastermind because all of his de- every art every article interview I read about him is like how he's revolutionizing defense. I'm like, all of this works because Aaron Donald demands a triple team. That's it. That's the only reason why. And you're playing 11 on nine because three of the offensive linemen are tied up, or two at least two on every single play, are tied up with with Aaron Donald and the other one is the quarterback so like you know like the numbers you just you just have all the numbers in the world you can blitz and drop eight because they don't have less, they just have less offensive players on the field than you do yeah no I just they got a lot of they got a lot of names on that defense as well and it's just I just don't see it happening for and we'll get into the picks and I don't I think that's one of the e- either we're picking that one or it's in my parlay but just know I think they might be done for. A guy definitely done for right now. Nick Chubb's out for the season after a gruesome knee injury. That was just one of those like, damn, this is a very violent sport. I wouldn't want to play it. (laughs) That was my thought when I saw it. I was like, goodness gracious. And uh, it really, I think, while it sucks for Nick Chubb, don't get me wrong. I'm not meaning to gloss over that. It's going to open up a very interesting conversation about one Deshaun Watson, his ability to win games in 2023.
1: Yeah, they just signed Kareem Hunt. They brought him back, which I thought was obvious move. He knows the playbook. Um, he was there, obviously, the last couple of years. And I, I think in a weird way, though, maybe at least early on, this could be a blessing in disguise for Deshaun Watson because I think now you have to be more creative in your passing schemes. Um, obviously, they're still going to run the ball. They have a gr- still have a good offensive line, but I, I do think now you got to do more creative things as far as like maybe rolling out Deshaun Watson. You know, the guy is still is a pretty good athlete. I think there was too much too much stationary stuff, drop back game. Get him out, rolling out bootleg. You know, where he has an option to run the ball or pass it. You know, I, I think things like that can help help him. You know, just make it life easier for him. You still have a really good defense, top five in the league. So they're going to be in every single game, even without uh, Nick Chubb at running back. But the question is, can he just be a positive at quarterback? I don't need him to be Houston Deshaun Watson. Just don't be a negative, right? And, you know, they have a big test this week, playing the Titans. You know, that's a really good physical team. They just came off a win. They have a really good front seven so, I, I I still think there is a pathway for this Browns team to still be successful
0: without Nick Chubb. You, we I'm going to have to see it to believe it, brother. I don't think this Browns team is going to be too successful with Nick Chubb. And, you know, all due respect to Nick Chubb and his abilities, I don't believe in Deshaun Watson at this moment in time. I'm going to have to see it. To believe it. And you asked me what I thought about Burrow and, and Watson after week one and I said, I've seen Burrow be elite. Well, you know what I've seen in the week at this point now, week two? Listen, this is a quick league. This is a not-for-long league. This is a league you can't hold on to your preconceived notions for too too long. What I've seen so far through two games, Joe Burrow's been bad. Deshaun Watson's been worse. You know, you could like say like Joe Burrow's hurt. You know, what I'm saying you can see why he's bad. Deshaun Watson, I don't know. All he had was two weeks, two years off, and maybe that's just the way the game works. Now, I asked you earlier this week who you thought the most impressive rookie quarterback was. You got the answer wrong, but that's okay because the answer is C.J. Stroud. Do you know, you know who set the record for most. Uh, what is it completions of without a turnover in his first two weeks or most attempts without a turnover in the first two weeks as a rookie. C-t- CJ Stroud. Anthony Richardson has been fun, but as Eddie put on this rundown, he's been hurt now twice in the last two games, knocked out of the last two games. And he's only played two games in his NFL career.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not mad at you for saying CJ, I think it's pretty close. I, I just think, uh, and yeah, obviously I think AR needs to be more careful and really uh you know, realize, you know, this is the NFL, it's not you're not in Florida anymore. Like you can't just think you're gonna run over guys or you know, guys are bigger and faster at this level. But uh I, I am actually impressed though, and you know, with with the, the schemes, and obviously I, I think they're simplifying stuff for him in Indianapolis, which I think is fine, you know. But I do think he's doing a good job with going through his progressions and picking and choosing the spots on. Win the run. He just needs to know how to slide. But CJ's definitely been really impressive, also. He's been very accurate. Uh, and the offensive line's banged up. I mean, they're like down to like, do we even have a starter still left? Like, I think like four of the five starters are four down. Four of the
0: five starters are down. Yeah.
1: So I'd be mean, considering that, it, it definitely is impressive what he's doing.
0: Yeah. I, I just, of all the ones and all the quarterbacks I've seen so far this year, CJ looks like like he could be one of the ones. I'm not saying the other guys can't be yet. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you see Bryce Young on Monday night, and he, he looks small. He just looks small. You know, just like you see Anthony Richardson, he doesn't throw the ball to the left side of the field yet. Like, that's a big side. <laughs> that's a big side of the field. You know, and, you know, it makes you wonder how. And then, again, his concussion – you know, that's not great. Bruce knee. That's not great. Like you see, he seems to be strong as an ox, but like, Hey man, you got to slide a little bit. You can't be Josh Allen out here because that's how you get hurt. Even though Josh Allen has yet to have that major injury, but like, you know, that's generally like you see like a guy like Lamar Jackson, who, by the way, through two games is playing like at an MVP level, (laughs) like my gosh, he's balling. But, uh, and see, Lamar, Lamar don't be taking him crazy hits. And that's why he only gets hurt in the pocket.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, man. And here's one thing I will say, too, about Anthony Richardson. The first two games, and yeah, the first two games were divisional games, right? You play Jacksonville, then you play Houston. And I think mm-hmm. there is something to that as far as the familiarity. And, you know, obviously he's a rookie, so... There's not much tape on him in the NFL, but I, I still think there is something there to that. So I want to see how things look moving forward when you're not playing divisional opponents. You know, because we know how those games typically typically go. They're more physical than your than your normal out of division games for the most part. So I, I'm I'm really impressed though with both those guys, and they're both in the same division, right? You got the Houston. And then you got Jacksonville, I mean, Indianapolis, I'm sorry. So uh, I think you're going to see those two guys battle out for years to come, which should be really
0: exciting. All right, Mark, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll take a look at some of these games on the slate. All right. To do it. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesar's Palace, all of this can be yours when you bet with Caesar Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code Omaha Full and then place your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars. If you win, great, you keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get the stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and the first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet. $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within 7 days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts call 1-800- three two seven five zero five zero or visit gambling helpline ma.org michigan call 1-800-270-7117 illinois maryland new jersey tennessee virginia West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem. Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to (laughs) 467-369. All right, Mark, you texted us a list of the games that you wanted to look at. I can't find that list right now. So why don't you go ahead and throw the first one up? Yeah, let's
1: let's let's do it this one, man. I think this is the most intriguing game of the weekend, honestly, considering both teams are 0-2. They both made the playoffs last year and they're basically fighting for their lives. Chargers at Vikings, right now it's a pick'em. <laughs> it is literally a pick'em right now in the Caesar Sportsbook. Um, you get the Minnesota Vikings to win on the money line at minus 115. Chargers minus 105. The spread is literally 0.0. 0. <laughs> and the total points is 54. I, I do think this is going to be a high scoring game. I like the over here. I think both defenses are very, very leaky, especially in the secondary. And I, I'm, man, I really t- tossed and turned on this game. And I still am at this point because I can see a scenario where. Either team wins. I don't trust neither one of these teams. I mean, you're talking about Kirk Cousins and you're talking about Brandon Staley here. But I, I think I'm slightly leaning the Chargers here. And and I'm, I'm not very confident in this pick. I'm, I don't think you could be confident either way in whoever you pick in this game. I really don't. Maybe you do. Maybe you are in your pick. I don't know, but I'm not. But I'm slightly leaning the Chargers here just because I just find it really hard to believe that a Justin Herbert-led team, despite the the head coach situation, will fall to 0-3 here. I think there's more on a line here or there, because I think Kirk Cousins is probably gone anyway after this year. I think the Chargers, their window is very, very small. They actually have aspirations of really competing. I think the Vikings last year were a fluke. I mean, we saw how many one-score games they won and how the fashion they did win them. So I think there's more in a line here. I think Brandon Staley's coaching for his job, potentially, in this game. So I think he's going to be very aggressive in, in this game. So give me the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I'm not... Don't get me wrong. I'm not uh, super confident in this pick. But the Vikings have had the worst fumble luck in the first two weeks and some of the worst that I've ever seen in NFL. And it got to be close to NFL history. I don't know off the top of my head, but they, I believe they have lost nine fumbles. That's crazy. in, in in two weeks of football, most some teams don't even lose nine fumbles for a year, right? They lost in two weeks. One of which was a Justin Jefferson touchdown out of the back of the end zone that would have likely made the difference in a game against the Eagles. And I think about that and I think this Vikings team just kind of went toe to toe with the Eagles and we expect the Eagles to be pretty good. Vikings don't turn the ball over there. They probably win that game, you know, and six fumbles lost for Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. So, but I don't love this one bit. I don't like it at all, but I'm thinking that Brandon Staley is the first coach fired this year. And I'm thinking We'll look back at this game and see as the reason why. Because like you just said, I mean, okay, you can explain away Tyreek Hill, right? He's going to average 2,000 yards. I mean, he's going to have 2,000 yards a season if everything goes according to plan in Miami. You know, you can explain away the the runner-ups to the Super Bowl, you know, it was Jalen Hurts, runner-up for MVP last year, you know, and even though they weren't great offensively, you can you explain that away. It's going to be really hard to explain away the Vikings and why Justin Jefferson had 250 receiving yards on this <laughs> defense with J.C. Jackson and, and and Derwin James and Mac and Bosa because – Tua, like uh, two, you know Tua has been hit twice this entire season. Now they've only played two games, right? <laughs> and the two times he got hit, Matt Judon was the guy who hit him. Judon plays with the Patriots. That means that he played uh, Chargers team and did not get hit once. You telling me that you can get Kirk Cousins, the third star of quarterback, by on Netflix, to sit back with a clean pocket and pick apart a defense. That's what happens when you see, the, you see the Philly, they were beating up on them. They, they get back into Kirk Cousins. Somebody's rushing them. That's when it gets ugly. But if everything is, if it's a nice, sunshiny day with no traffic out there, you know what I'm saying? Kirk can drive 55 for like 10 hours straight. He's your road trip guy. Now, if it starts to snow, there's a little bit of traffic, the wind starts to blow, pull over because you might get us killed. But if everything <laughs> is sunshiny and bright, Kirk can put in his sunglasses on and just ride ride on out. I'm taking Kirk Cousins and the Vikings here.
1: What do you God, think about I, the tw- – do you like the over?
0: 54? I do think it's a higher scoring game. Yeah, I, I do think too. it's a higher scoring game. I could see like a final score here of like a 27-24 or a 27. Yeah, like to pick them. Minnesota slight favorite probably. Like a 27-24 favorite. I'm total. So you're going to be right up against that number. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's go to Cleveland, man. The Browns hosting the Tennessee Titans, their they're favorite right now at three and a half. And then the total points in this game is 39 and a half. Where are you leaning on this one?
0: It, I feel like it's betting malpractice to not, if you don't look at the trends, like if you're not a trend better, I generally am an eye test better. And then I go to the trends to see how I feel about my eye test, right? Mm hmm. The trends on Tennessee, you have to take Mike Vrabel as an underdog. They, he's 23 and 20 straight up as an underdog. That's insane. That doesn't make any sense. He's 23 and 20 when his team is expected to lose. 27, 17 and one against the spread. 23 and nine and one against the spread when it's higher than three. Not only am I taking the Titans because I think Mike Vrabel's the better coach, however, you know, because the number one thing I look at and first thing I look at is betting. Who's got the better head coach and quarterback combination? Are we sure that Cleveland has a better quarterback than Tennessee? Probably, but how much better? <laughs> how much better right now is Deshaun Watson than Ryan Tannehill? They're
1: on the same tier right now.
0: I would also have them on the same tier. Go ahead. Give me Mike Brable the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry to run through this Cleveland defense. Uh, and you know, this Cleveland defense though is solid. This is going to be about Tennessee's defensive line, their ability to impact Deshaun Watson. I'll hang the points just for insurance. However, spoiler alert, this may be a part of my lemon pepper parlay, but it is definitely something I'm playing on the money line in general, but I'm taking the points just to keep everybody straight.
1: Got you. And I'm, I'm taking Tennessee plus three and a half too. It's kind of hard not to, I mean, you already mentioned the stats with Mike Vrabel. And as much as I said earlier about the, there's a world where Cleveland with Deshaun Watson without Nick Chubb, they can still be successful. Uh, They can still win this game, but it can be like a one or two point game. Like I think it's going to be one of those ugly, hard fought, low scoring type of battles. So I think Cleveland does sneak it out and win the game, but I'm definitely taking the Titans to cover with the three and a half. And I may even take a stab at the under at 39 and a half. I think it's going to be super low scoring, Martin. Like I'm talking, I'm talking like 17 to 14 low scoring.
0: I think so too. I also am, will be looking for Deshaun Watson interception props. He has thrown an interception, I believe, in every game that he's been a Cleveland Brown, except for one of them. and, wow. and, this might – consider your underplay here because week one against Cleveland, Dax Hill had an interception that if he hadn't ran out of gas around the 40-yard line, that could have been a touchdown. Deshaun Washington is throwing an interception that was a pick six, and he's been fumbling that boy too. That defensive touchdown, I would look at Tennessee defense scoring almost over than I would look at the under.
1: Wow. Okay. There you go. Good look by way. You know, Martin. like
0: anytime Tennessee defense special teams touchdown – As opposed, like, because you're going to get that at plus odds. So, if you could bet that, because it it could blow your under.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, let's head to Detroit, one of Martin's old cities, where the Detroit Lions are three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Atlanta Falcons. I think this is a very fascinating game. The total points here is 46. Where where are you laying at on this one? I'm very curious to hear your thoughts here.
0: Man. I hate to do it to him. I really do. I don't find joy in this. Uh See, people think I enjoy doing things like this. I don't find joy in this.
1: He's about to rag on Detroit. Here we go.
0: But it's like, I'm not, like, if I was betting on what I wanted to happen instead of what I think is going to happen, I would be losing, I would lose so much more than I do already. What I want to happen and what I bet on are two completely non-correlated things. Like, you think I want it? The line is to lose a close one to Seattle and then read the injury report. And it's longer than the CVS receipt. No, you think I want it for the, the blue, the blue ski mask to blow up in their faces. No, of course not. Of course not. I want thick good things for the lions and I want them to do well. This is a one that goes your eye test versus the betting trends, betting trends, favor Jared Goff. He's incredible against the spread. I had no idea until I looked it up this morning, how just how good he was against the spread. I'm still taking Atlanta, though. I'm I'm laying the points, or taking the points with Atlanta here. Because I think, again, we are learning and seeing more about this Atlanta offense. And what we're finding out is, A, Desmond Ritter is probably not going to be the guy. And if he is, it's going to have to get much better. But they can possess the ball. And you told me it's my new analytics that time spent while running the ball, you know, they're going to have the ball a ton. They're not going to turn it over. Missing CJ Gardner. Johnson is a big loss. I understand they have Tracy Walker, who was a captain on the team last year for the Lions, but you know what? He also was this year, a second string player. So there you go. They take it for what it's worth. And then I just don't love the injury report for the lions. I'm on St. Brown's toe seems like it's iffy. I'm going with the Falcons and that run game to cover this three and a half.
1: So we're on opposite ends here. I'm actually taking your your old Detroit Lions to cover the three and a half. I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a big loss and James Houston, but I think that's more of a long-term thing. I think they can withstand it for a one-game sample. Back-to-back home games in Detroit. Obviously, the crowd was super excited last week didn't go in their favor i, I think they bounce back in this spot here and not to mention this would be the atlanta falcons first road game of the season first two games were at home desmond ritter on the road the packers had two drop picks to my count in that game so uh definitely could have been a lot worse than that one i i think the lions bounced back in this spot let's head the green bay where the green bay packers are two point favorites over your new orleans saints the total points is 42 and a half. What are you liking in this one?
0: Taking the Packers, and I'm laying the two points. Uh, Derek Carr is not, no matter how you shake it, he's not profitable to bet on. And he's one and one so far as a New Orleans Saint against the spread. And I think if Bryce Young hadn't fumbled in his own red zone, he'd be 0 and he he'd be uh 0-2 against the spread with probably still a 2-0 record. I don't believe in this team. I don't believe in the head coach and quarterback combination. Meanwhile, I do believe in the Packers. And I think that if Jordan Love didn't line up behind the guard instead of the center on that false and then doesn't get that false start, then we're looking at a different handicap for this game because the Packers would be be 2-0 and would have beaten the Atlanta Falcons. All that other stuff you said be damned. I know that the Saints' defense has been really good and has continued to hold teams down. Uh, That streak of holding opponents to 21, that ends this week when Jordan Love throws at least two touchdowns. Hopefully Aaron Jones plays, not only for the sake of my fantasy team, but also I think he's the best player on Green Bay's offense. If he plays, I see Green Bay winning this thing by like a touchdown.
1: And you didn't mention the fact that there's a chance that Christian Watson can make his season debut as well. So I would even love them even more. And yeah, I agree. With you. I'm taking the Packers with the two points here. It's their home home opener. Like you mentioned, they were very close to being 2-0 and with both road games. I think Lambo is going to be very excited. Jordan Love's debut, right, essentially in Lambeau. So I think it's going to be very vibrant there. Uh, the Saints, I'm just not impressed with at all. I think this is a seven-win team. Uh, I'm just, I just don't see the juice offensively, even though they do have the talent, right? You look at some of the names like Olave and Mike Thomas. Uh, Camaro's not there yet, hey, but Chris Olave, yeah. that
0: catch, that catch on oh the night was gosh. incredible. He's
1: special. That was incredible. He, he's special. He is. He's special. But this just, this just feels like a, a, a Packer spot, man. With the Saints going to Lambeau and it being their home opener, I, I agree. With you. I think they win by at least touchdown.
0: Yeah. And it, Derek Carr on the road since 2007, 19, 30, and two against the spread. Yikes. Get this. How about this? Derek Carr facing a defense that allows 21 points a game or more, right? And in the last of the, the, uh, yeah, 21 points or more, 31 and 52 and three against the spread. So, like, on defenses that you're supposed to be dunking on, Day in, day out. He just doesn't. And apparently, according to the Action Network, over the last 20 years, they've evaluated 254 quarterbacks. Derek Hart is the least profitable against the spread when facing a defense that allows 21 points or more. Wow. (laughs) It's just incredible. Like It's really incredible. Well,
1: there you go, man. Packers minus two, guys. Take it to the bank. We got one more, Martin. I think we're going to Tampa Bay.
0: All right, let's go. Tampa Bay. How, how is Baker Mayfield still a thing in 2023? Go ahead and set it up.
1: <laughs> All right, we're going to Tampa Bay. Monday night football. Your guy, Baker Mayfield, is hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are five-point favorites. The over-under is 46. I think I know where you're going here, but talk to me.
0: You'll be surprised. Oh. You will be surprised. because. Nope. I'm taking Baker Mayfield on the Buccaneers. I got to put an end to this thing. So this is the fastest way for me to end it by betting on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though, the Bucs have been pretty lucky this year so far. And I'm not even, you know, the turnovers with the Vikings and and then the Bears. I mean, the Bears were so bad. The Bears that they're now fully in the ugly vibe category of, of aforementioned, right? That, that's how bad the bears were. You got people really contemplating. Did Luke Getse call the same screen three times in a row? Cause it seems <laughs> like it, right. <laughs> they, they were so like against the Vikings, the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield said that he knew what plays they were going to be running. Right. Yeah. Then, Against the, uh Chicago Levante Davis said he knew what play Chicago was gonna be running.
1: Know I don't
0: in everybody's playbook. I, just, I don't think they're gonna know the playbook for the Eagles, but 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 I don't know if the Eagles know the playbook for the Eagles. Offensively, they have not looked impressive after the first quarter of games to me. I not you see AJ Brown on the sideline. Talking to Jalen Hurts and uh what what uh what the wide receivers call passionate, what the quarterbacks call annoying, right? Uh, yeah. And then uh, how about this, bro? Seven and thirteen against the spread. It's the worst one of the worst since 2020. I don't love what I've seen the Eagles put on tape this year. I expect them to kind of bounce back in a similar way that I expect them are expected Cincinnati to bounce back. Now Eagles look better in week two than Cincinnati did in week two. But again, I'm watching that game and I'm like, dog, if the Vikings didn't keep fumbling this ball. (laughs) So as much as it pains me to say, I'm laying a five, I'm taking a five and a half and I'm playing Baker freaking Mayfield. Goodness gracious.
1: Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to be yelling at me Tuesday morning one where it works saying, why did I bet on Baker Mayfield? You're going to be pounding the table, hitting your face. I can already see it because you shouldn't have done this. I'm taking the Eagles minus five. Look, Baker can't hide anymore. You played the Vikings. Nobody was watching that game at at 10 o'clock or noon or one, wherever you're at. Then you played the freaking Bears. Nobody else was watching that game. Now, this is Monday night football. This is a standalone game. I, I I truly think there's something to that, and the fact that the the Eagles have had extra time to prepare because they played on a Thursday, so they had ten days off, and Baker hasn't thrown a pick yet. That's going to end. That's ending this week. Put money on Baker throwing a pick Monday night. With all the bright lights, everybody watching the game, I can see it now. He's going to get pressure from that D line. He's going to force a ball that he thinks he can squeeze in a a tight window and he's going to get picked off. And you can see it too. I know you can. Absolutely.
0: Of course I can. And
1: and I think that would be the difference in why the Eagles win this game by at least a touchdown. So, yes, I'm taking the Eagles with the five points.
0: I'm just reminded of the last time I bet against Baker Mayfield in prime time. He flew across the country. And joined the team a week later. I mean, a, a day a, in the same week that the game was played. and Played on Thursday night. Rams. And had a, the game <laughs> had an historic comeback with less than two minutes on the clock. Van Jefferson touchdown. Yeah, you
1: you cut you you pulled that tape today. I think
0: <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it because it was one of the things. Like every every week, there's something that I as I lay down to sleep Sunday night, I think, did I really see that? <laughs> Like, did I did that really happen? I'll give you the perfect week two. I was like, did I really see Justin Fields throw a pick six from the three yard line <laughs> with two minutes left in a game in which he was down by three? It's like I, I did, I did really see that. I really saw that. Yeah, that was yeah. what qualified for that for the week fourteen of last season was Baker Mayfield and his incredible one in three. There's only been three times NFL history that that instance of comeback came around, came about
1: crazy. Yeah. I think the Eagles bounce back in this one, man. I think they, I'll say bounce back, but they're not two and oh, but I mean, actually looking good. I think they look good Monday night.
0: All right. Well, I'll probably regret this pick later on, but you know what I won't regret my lemon pepper parlay. Hopefully we'll take a break and bring those back. All right, Mark. You said the break. I was going to love your parlay. Why don't you yeah. lay it on me, pal? All
1: right. So I am pairing Packers money line with a Justin Jefferson touchdown. That's nice. You, know, you mentioned Justin Jefferson uh, against that Chargers secondary. He hasn't gotten the end zone in two weeks. He hasn't gotten the end zone this year. You know, I know he had that fumble. He was right there. So I, I really like him getting in end zone against this Chargers defense and I know we're both on the Packers uh, winning that game and covering that spread. So, yeah, Packers money line, Jetta's touchdown gives me plus 223 odds.
0: I like it. I do like that. Now, this one, listen, (laughs) I just got a feeling, man. I'm sorry. I just got a feeling here. I got a feeling. And this feeling pays out. Just about 13 to one. Wow. I'm taking. I can't believe I'm about to do this, but I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. Damn it. Taking the Washington commanders on the money line. Oh, against the bills. Six and a half point underdogs. But who are the bills to be laying six and a half points on the road on the road. Who were the Bills to be laying six and a half? They just were laying eight and a half at home. I don't know. It's only been two weeks. The, the Josh Allen roller coaster has been down and it's been up. It's prime to go back down. The Josh Allen Stock Exchange. It's time for a free fall. <laughs> and the commanders have been playing good ball recently. I'm pairing that on the money line. With the Houston Texans and CJ Stroud. Nine and a half point underdogs. Wow. I think they went out right. Now, to be fair and to be honest, go ahead and play both of these with the spreads to save yourself. I know it only pays out 264, but that's okay. Play with the spreads and put a little bit of sprinkle on that money line because it pays out 13 and a half to one. Wow. CJ Stroud has been balling. All right. Balling. He's been, and he, it's been, Very hard for him so far. But against a tough Baltimore defense, he went 28 completions, no interceptions, all right? Last week, I know they lost by double digits. A lot of that had nothing to do with him. I think I am not a believer in the Jacksonville Jaguars in the same way that other people are. This team just scored nine points total. In, in the last game that they played, right? And yeah. I know you're like, well, if receivers could get their feet down, fair. Probably true. However, one thing I've seen of Trevor Lawrence in his NFL career is he consistently misses high. Like, when he misses, he misses high. And we've seen it sail on him a few times here. Doug Peterson teams normally wind up later on in the in, in the season Trevor Lawrence, I know this is against the spread. He's only six, you know, he's 16 and 22 against the spread in his career. Mm. I'm just saying. You're feeling you know, risky. Justin Fields, I mean, uh, I said Justin Fields. The, the guy who was second to, the guy who was first to Justin Fields pretty much until, college, until the NFL, Trevor Lawrence, three and five straight up as a favorite in his career.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Three and five straight up.
1: If the Jags lose this game, it's going to be a lot of interesting talks on 92.5 FM in Jacksonville Monday morning. I'll tell you that. if They fall
0: to <laughs> one and two. Are you a fan of 92.5? I I, I just looked it up on Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say. You know what? Uh, Trevor Lawrence's record by opponents in the AFC South. What is that? The only one he's got a losing record to. The Houston Texans, one and three. And I really like what the Texans have done so far this year. I really do. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be ridiculous. I know they've lost both their games, and I I know the Colts won, but I think the Colts, I don't want to say you give them a pass because Gardner Ventrue comes in the game, but I think when you're preparing all week for Anthony Richardson, and then Gardner Ventrue comes in, that's probably really hard to adjust to on the fly. And I know the Ravens just handled them pretty handily, and they only, you know, they didn't score a touchdown in that game, but... Get some offensive line help back next on Sunday. And I, I, it's more of a Jaguars fade than anything. I, this Jaguars team is not impressive to me. I think they could have beat Kansas City if they were better on offense. You know, it's just not. I, I see Chris Jones, who didn't practice or do anything except for deliver food to the Ronald McDonald kids and go see, see game one sitting from the stands. He came in game two and was just sitting on Trevor Lawrence's back for like half the game. He only played half the snaps of half the game. So I'm just having – I don't – this Jaguars offense, I don't believe in it yet. I, Calvin Ridley is for real. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is a bum or anything like that, but I just don't see it in the same way everybody else does. And you know what? I'm going to plant my flag early in the year, and that's where I'm planting it. Texans' money line, commander's money line. Let's ride.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. If it hits, then your rent will be paid for. That's for (laughs) sure.
0: (laughs) I am playing it against the spread, too. But, you know, go big or go home. Why not? All right. Okay. Tell you what, I'm I'm going to hit one of these soon. The last thing I'll say is on the point is there's, like, more than – there's, like, I think three double-digit favorites on the board right now. You know, just based off history, one of them is going to lose.
1: It was the Chiefs, Jags, and what's the other one? Oh, the Niners, right?
0: Yeah, you know, you know, based off NFL history, the way that it goes, if you lay all three of those parlay money lines, there's no chance it hits, right? So think if you think of it that way, if you lay all three of them on a money line parlay, once
1: somebody's going to ruin it, the Jags will be the most likely out of the three. I will give you that. I would give you that, and typically I'll be rooting for you because you're a friend of mine's, but I actually had the Jags. In my survivor uh, pick this week, so I need the Jags to win.
0: <laughs> I would switch that. See, take San Francisco, or I could still well,
1: I could still change it. But,
0: okay, but I don't want to I
1: don't, don't want to waste the Niners this early in the season, though.
0: Let's see. You know who would be a good. Have you played the Seahawks yet? I've I've used I used the Commanders week. I've faded the Cardinals the
1: first two weeks, so I've used the Commanders and the Giants so far.
0: Panthers at Seahawks might be a good one. Yeah. Bryce Young is questionable. He didn't yeah. he didn't practice today with an ankle. That might be a good Okay. I could see that being a good survivor line. Okay. Um Do you know what else might be a really good one? There's no way the Jets beat the Patriots.
1: That's too risky though. That's a little too risky for my blood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I hear you. But if you're doing Survivor, right, Yeah, you got to get it out of the, a team like the Patriots. Yeah. You'd rather use them now than be burned on all your good teams, especially depending on what level of Survivor you're playing. Yeah, I mean, people yeah. are in the pool. Right. There's no way that Zach Wilson beats Bill Belichick.
1: No, I feel you. I feel you. I don't think There's, I have the guts to do that yet. But, yeah, I think I, I like the Seattle one, though. I think I like the Seattle one.
0: Yeah, but I was just beware the Jaguars, dog. Like, I just I just don't see it, man. I, you know, and then even when you think about you think about how they've played so far this year, like it's just I just don't I I know everybody that's everybody's favorite team. That's everybody's, you know, but again, they they hung a few on the Colts, but even then that game was Anthony Richardson got hurt on the goal line with you know two minutes and 30 seconds left something like that that's a very easy you know that's not a 10 point margin for real for real you know that they should have you know and then they come out and don't score a touchdown against kansas city like i don't know man good luck with jacksonville next I, i you know i get nine and a half point favorites but you know that's a fact you lay all three of those on the money line parlay one of them's gonna lose can't wait to this next week, man. We'll see. Good luck, man. Good luck this week. You too, man. Appreciate it.